Hello and welcome to Season 3 of I'm Your Buddy with Nick and William, a podcast where two best friends are watching and discussing the TV show Steven Universe. I'm William, I'm the one who has never seen the show. And I'm Nick, who loves the show. And today we're going to talk about episodes 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. 16 is Steven the Swordfighter, 17 is Lion 2, colon, the movie, 18 is Beach Party, 19, Rose's Room, and 20 is Coach Steven. How are you? Post-Christmas, man. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah, i am had a lot of family visit, which has been nice to see everybody on both sides, the in-law side and my side. Yeah, so it's been jam-packed. This is the busiest holiday I remember as an adult. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's... But it's been good. Very stressful for an introverted person like myself, uh, taking anxiety medication, mm-hmm. uh, fighting off a couple of episodes, with, like sensory overload. But but it's been nice to see everybody. Crazy amount of gifts for everybody. It was it was nuts. Yeah, I had yeah, just so many family members, and like there. It so it feels like it's been. A super long holiday which i guess is good for break you know what i mean but i just feel like i need to kind of recharge my social batteries here over the next couple of days once uh everybody leaves yeah it's it's that funny thing that i think i get to of like most of my life is pretty secluded i'm not a social guy i don't go out to parties i don't go to bars i'm not like every weekend it's mostly me and athea mm-hmm So it's kind of rare when we get the family together and do a thing, but I'm still like anxiety and like stressed. And the minute like it's already planned and set up, I'm already like, I need me time. I need to like, I still need a break. I I want my alone time, even though like I feel like I get it a lot. Just the minute it's like impending on me, I'm just like, yeah, but I need to like step away still. Yeah, So it's still that like stress and anxiety. Yeah, this yeah, is this is a relief recording this podcast. I intentionally, and my wife's going to hear this and laugh or be mad. <laughs> but no, she's been very understanding. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, I want to do this in the middle. You know, it's yeah. kind of in the tail end. Most of the family's leaving tomorrow, if not all of them, I think. But yeah, I wanted to get this in this evening just so I could have two hours away. Don't yeah. have to have dinner with the family necessarily. I might still afterwards. Actually, they're ordering pizza. We'll see. But I don't have to be there and talk a bunch of stuff. So if we go long this episode and it feels like we shouldn't have, you know why. <laughs> yeah. If exactly. it feels like we're stretching unnecessarily. Yeah, vamping. Yeah. If you hear Nick ask me anything in relation to Terrence Malick or Friday Night Lights, you know for a fact <laughs> he's like, I just don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so how was your holiday? Yeah, because we are post-Christmas. This is- it was... It was okay. Honestly, we only did like family gift type dinner stuff Christmas Eve. So all the days before and after was really nothing. It was Christmas Eve, the Mrs. Her side of the family. Mom and sisters came over, had a big old dinner, had a rib roast. Nice. And then did a quick little gift exchange, you know, just one, two presents for each people. And then that was kind of it. Just been relaxing our uh, big lazy... 
bumming it on the couch thing we're doing right now is binging so we've been binging the office we're in season three now nice good season i it's i it's hard to connect with people that didn't watch it when it was out i've noticed but like season two means so much to me oh yeah like the humor the the character development but honestly like that romance and how they wrote the jim and pam so season two means so much to me that's one of my favorite episodes of like that type of television it's one of my favorite like it just i connect with it on so many like oh i remember watching it i remember like i remember moments of it because of what i was doing and like all of that stuff so like i'm i love season two so much so yeah just um, getting through that to three it's been a lot of fun for me yeah those are great seasons and that's i mean i guess maybe three into four maybe we fell off on four but our our buddy graham and uh listener and and couple time guest yeah uh in college william and i had a film class from 5 30 to 9 thursdays thursdays when the office was airing and this was still this was 2006 so no, that's like seven 2007 whatever so that sounds like it's a more technologically advanced time than it was that was still when netflix was doing dvds and they didn't streaming did not exist yet so Graham would take a VHS and a blank VHS tape and record the episode of The Office for us while it aired while we were in class. We would go get Saggio's pizza and a uh, cannoli and then go back to Graham's dorm and watch that night's episode of The Office. Still on VHS, still on a little combo CRT VHS TV in 2007 (laughs) yeah uh, because i'm thinking i'm like god that sounds so old man sounds like 90s shit a gen z person be like what no 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 yeah yeah but that was still the thing back then yeah yeah like marvel movies were out and we were still doing vhs oh well no iron man is 2008 Oh, okay. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Spider Man 3, it was leading yeah, up to Spider Man 3. It's still 3, that yeah. idea of like, that sounds so old fashioned, but yeah, that's the only way we could do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if we were fancy, the technology at the time would have been like TiVo or something, but who yeah. in a college dorm has something like that? That's exactly. a dad thing for a house. And that was just, yeah, that was the resources that we had. So, that's what yeah. we used for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, it, instead, of saying I'm okay and then backtracking and talking about how not okay I am and then trying to cover by just repeating how okay I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, the things that are in my head right now that I'm not obsessing over but really thinking about is, uh, one, I'm trying to make a goal for myself. Just for fun, I think I'm going to learn a new instrument next year. Oh, wow. And... Uh, I think it's, I'm either going to learn banjo or violin. Nice. The third option was clarinet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the clarinet tone. The banjo master might... uses clarinets the master, oh, a lot. Master, okay, yeah. So it's a very warm Woodwind. tone to me. Oh, yeah. I like it. I played the clarinet for 30 seconds in fifth grade. I never knew that. Yeah, my, that was my sister's instrument and band. Interesting. And so I just used hers. Yeah, so that it, yeah. it was one of the three, but I think I'm kind of leaning towards violin. Oh wow! Because uh, I, th- I mean, it's it's Pretty beautiful. Sick. It sounds great, and uh, when played well, yes, 
but also the other thing that hit me that I thought would be funny is like, oh my God, I could learn so many samples in rap songs if I learned violin. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that. And then just learn every like Kanye violin <laughs> yeah. string sample. Yeah. He, like has, the, he does love cellos. Yeah. I was going to say I can learn like if it's cello, I can, you know move it to that or something yeah that's but yeah cool. so that's a good idea so that's one of the things I'm, I'm just now looking into like price types the breakdown of what makes them and how do you know if it's good or not and learning about the pegs for the tuning yeah you could get a you know decent one for probably 100 200 bucks something like yeah that, probably. and then i'm doing the same with banjos learning about like the open back or the resonators mm-hmm. and the string types and how they're tuned and blah 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 so i'm thinking a lot about that and then the other thing i am kind of i can't stop thinking about is over the weekend we and all of our misses all four of us we went to go see the whale yes i didn't like it Wow, and the I'm biggest, not too surprised actually. We the, didn't, we hadn't talked about. Yeah, it. Yeah, we haven't talked about it. the biggest thing in my head of like I think I know why I didn't like it, and it was like halfway through because I know nothing of the movie. I don't know who wrote it. Don't know what it was based on. I just went in watching it, knowing who it's Darren Aronofsky, it's Brendan Fraser, and I get the premise. But I was like halfway through, I was like, this feels like a play. Yeah, it's based off a play. I didn't know that and at the, the playwright time. wrote the screenplay. Yeah, and I it really bugged me how much of a play it felt, mm-hmm. and it, I just couldn't stop looking at it. I couldn't stop seeing that. I couldn't stop just getting that feeling mm-hmm. of it being a play, and it just I think it kept that barrier of me fully being immersed with it. Gotcha. Because there was so much of the staging and their directions. There was a lot of like people walking out a door and then stopping at the door. I was like, people don't do that. This Eat. is because it's a play. And that mm-hmm. bugged me. Mm-hmm. I no, didn't no, like no, that. No, bro. I listened to the DGA podcast. They did all that for the movie. They didn't take anything from the play in terms of staging or anything. That's all there. Well, okay. So, yeah. Th- then so, if it's not because it's a play. It's because it's a single location movie. Yeah. That does make more sense, but I think that stuff is what kind of I was yeah, rubbing against it. a lot. Yeah, he did great. The daughter did pretty good. I think his best friend slash kind of sort of Terracaker did amazing. Yeah, she's great. And when Samantha Morton shows up, I didn't like that. Yeah, she's very theatrical. That feels like That's a play. The like Kira was saying the same thing about her. Go to the kitchen, monologue, yell, yeah, yeah. sit down, be sad and quiet. Go monologue and yell. I was like, oh. the up and down. I was just like, yeah, this is. Yeah, it just didn't click for me with that mm. stuff. And then I also felt like maybe I didn't fully get it. I was like, some of these things I think are supposed to be metaphors. Some of these things are supposed to tie thematically. And I don't know if I just didn't get it or if it didn't line everything up all the way. There were a few things the movie does when he corners the guy into admitting the honesty. I was like, what's what's that for? Like, things like that. I just started, like, where are we going? Like, who are you and what do you need and what do you want? I start losing it. And, yeah, it's, yeah it just didn't connect for me. It, amazingly emotional crazy emotional and brought up a lot of stuff for me it was less about body image and health and more about mental health yeah of course a lot of uh you know that yeah i think it's 
one of the most accurate depictions of depression I've ever seen on film. A hundred percent. And that's where I was like, yeah, the movie's not really out. And I don't even know if the people that listen to this, if this movie's on the radar, I still don't want to spoil stuff, but like uh, the way it's dealing, discussing and addressing essentially suicide is where I was like this. I can connect with in ways where I'm like, this feels really well done. And this feels very emotionally resonant and honest and fairly respectable too and not over dramatic where i was like i get this stuff um i think most people oddly enough just got hung up on the surface level of the body image stuff and i was like that's not what this movie is even about as much as it is the the other thing that's the internet that's what i'm saying is that's that's where it caught me off guard watching the movie it's like oh this is about another thing that no one was talking about yet yeah, it's because people like and that was about that shit. was fun to uh, get into with the movie and kind of connect and discuss in my head with is how it's discussing depression and people, you know, coming to the end, whether it's uh, yeah through which means yeah yeah on purpose or not or things like that, and that's where I was like, okay, this is really interesting to me. Yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I cried real tears mm-hmm. uh, on a couple occasions it's fucking devastating but it's also funny it's very well acted and uh, what i came away with it from because i'll definitely watch it again i really enjoyed it a lot just the performance brendan Fraser is fucking amazing it's one of the most empathetic performances i've ever seen and if he doesn't win the oscar i know that there's other good movies and i haven't seen all the oscar movies yet because the oscar nominations aren't even out but he, I mean, if that's not an Oscar-worthy performance, I don't know what it is. But besides all that, I realized Darren Aronofsky cuts way too much for my taste mm-hmm. and shoots way too much coverage for my taste. Mm-hmm. And I'd never put that together until this movie. Because no matter what Aronofsky movie I watch, I always feel like eh, there's something off here that that doesn't mesh with my storytelling sensibilities or something like that. Yeah. And that was the thing that was constantly distracting me. Cause I, I figured it was based on a play. I, I hadn't done any research before. I only saw the teaser trailer. I tried to avoid most trailers uh, or the main trailer. Yeah. But so like the single location, I'm like, Oh, and a lot of the dialogue, it's very much a play, but there are so many cuts and there are so many angles that I'm just like, it feels like he doesn't know what he wants to see. And even though on the DGA podcast, he talks about his mentor, who I can't remember the guy's name, but the thing that he told Aronofsky was like, for each scene or shot, there's only one place where the camera belongs. Hmm. And your job as a director is to find that. And listening to that after watching The Whale, because I always watch the movie before you listen to the DGA podcast, because yeah. it usually spoils stuff. And I was like, how that... I couldn't, I was staggered by that because I'm like, dude, there are so many setups and there are so many different shots that you're cutting between and even this simple single setting. And I get you want to try to make a play more cinematic. So it feels more like a movie than a play. I get that. But like, there are so many moments where just a slower pace, fewer angles just would be more to my taste. And it's just like, and thinking back upon all his other movies, I'm like, 
that manic kind of or maybe it feels manic in some movies like black swan where it's very effective or something like that yeah. and, and even in that podcast he talks about going between stately kind of dolly stuff and more cinema verite stuff for the more frenetic movies but I think that's what it is. I need to go back and rewatch some of his stuff, but there's something about the pacing of his movies. It just doesn't track with the emotion that he's trying to convey or the emotion of the scene or, or that kind of thing. So that's, I kind of realized that this time I'm not a big, at least in terms of filmmaking style, I'm not a big fan of Aronofsky's style. I don't feel like anybody is a big Aronofsky fan, but I think most guys had to go through that phase when you're introduced to film, not movies, but quote-unquote film with the pretension. Is He's one of the entry-level guys that kind of cracks your brain on, like, you do some crazy shit with film. Like, it's not all just, you know, movies your dad watches. Like, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's one of those names, but I don't know that many people that grow along with him i would say the only movie of his that i feel like what he does and what he wants to do and how it came out perfectly molded together is probably the wrestler yeah the wrestlers where i was like that's your closest to your perfect version of what you do as a film is that but ever since and before, it always feels like something's a little off or you're trying too hard or maybe you're not the right one for this thing, you know? I mean, if yeah. I didn't see Mother. That's the only thing of his I haven't seen. Oh, yeah. Dude did Same. Noah with Russell Crowe. Like, yeah. he's got a weird filmography. But yeah, it's, yeah. Now, it's, it's something about the movie I connected with, the biggest thing I took away with, and this, again, you know, I'm not trying to say whether I'm good or not. I'm fine. I'm normal. But one of the biggest things I took away with was another one of those just reminders in life that, just for better or worse, I sometimes, you know, you have to give yourself affirmations is um, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> it affects so many people, the loss of life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's such a heavy burden on so many people, even if you think you're worthless. Oh, yeah. Even if you live the life trying to make yourself worthless, it's still such a heavy, pun intended, burden on so many people that you, you might not even fully comprehend. Yeah. And so, like, that, that's one of the things I walked away with that movie of just another one of those little affirmations is of, like, yeah, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Like, you personally, William, like, I'm not overweight. That's not my thing. But, again, I'm not talking the body. I'm talking the mental. Yeah. You got to take care of yourself. That affects so many people. Yeah. And so that was the big thing that's been running in my head is that of that movie. Good. Step two of William getting to a therapist. One, set the goal on the One podcast. Step, at a time. step two, see the whale. Yeah. <laughs> that was an unforeseen step, but uh, if it gets you there. So we watched these episodes of Steve. After talking about the whale, yeah. let's talk about Steven Universe. In our mini review podcast. We watched these yesterday. Correct. And um, same I, here. I mean, not yeah. correct. I think these are the first five where they all, none of them fully clicked for me, I don't think, all the way. And um, what I'm doing now is open up HBO Go and for my notes, 16 title, 17 title. Like I'm getting the titles and the things instead of one giant clump of notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing by episode, but I'm also putting the title so I can remember. 
and I immediately get excited over a lot of these titles. Um, Steven the Swordfighter immediately gets me excited. My brain can't help it. Everything I have to reference and relate to something else. And I immediately go, one of my favorite, if not my favorite episode of Avatar, Avatar the Last Airbender. Avatar the Last Airbender? Avatar the Last Airbender is when Sokka yeah. trains with the Light Lotus and the, gets, the light I'm <laughs> done. It's over. I'm over it. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you fucking next week. <laughs> yeah, but he, with the meteor, meteorite sword. Yes. Red sword yeah. the, so, Stephen, the sword fighter, I'm thinking swords with W's. Swords. Swords. And I'm getting excited. One of these is Beach Party. I'm like, that sounds cute as hell. I assume the dad's there for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. barbecue with the dad. And then episode 19 is called Rose's Room. Yeah. And I'm just like, we're gonna get in it (laughs) we're gonna his mom's room because i've already been exposed to this idea that each of the gem people have their own room yeah and it's relative to their personality i was like holy shit we're gonna get some we're we're cracking another layer of this show open Mm -hmm. and i didn't feel that and none of these episodes these episodes build on the lore they answer some questions or give you extra information. They make me think of a few extra questions. They keep that, you know, oh, I'm still interested in this world. But nothing felt too big in revelatory. And they didn't feel too satisfying. And I would also add, very unfunny for me, these episodes. The funniest stuff is maybe some of the animated on the facial expressions. Yeah, that was kind of the biggest stuff, jokes for me. For sure. Yeah. How do you feel about these episodes? I agree with you, actually. The, oh, okay. This is the first five where watching them, I was like, yeah, these ones are just okay. Mm-hmm. There are definitely pieces of lore that are being built. There are definitely things that will mean something later on. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I agree with you where it's like there's no standout episode here. I do have a favorite uh, or I do have one that I like more than all the others. But a lot of these are just kind of silly. A lot of these do feel like, oh, yeah, this is a kid's show. Yes. You know. And I do find a lot of the jokes funny within them, but there's nothing that hits me emotionally. Like last time we mm-hmm. were talking about giant woman hit like kind of emotionally and, and introduced the, the cool idea of fusion. And there's fusion in this, uh, these five episodes in yes. Coach Steven. But it shows a different aspect of fusion, different things, but there's no emotional punch. Yeah, there's not that that's what's missing in these, I think, in these five is that emotional punch. Because yes. once we got it, now that's what I'm looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I'm the same because uh again, one of my favorite characters has been Pearl. Correct. And the first of the five we watched Steven the Swordfighter, she dies. And for a few seconds, I got really sad when her getting stabbed and her hair's messed up. That got me with the messed up hair. Just a simple animated thing. I was like, oh no, she's disheveled. Like this feels, it immediately felt real. Yeah, really kind of a left turn into the stakes right there. And then she died. And then it was like, oh no, she's fine. It's the thing we do. And I was this is what my brain did when oh 
that's interesting and weird. Boom. Where the hell is Steven's mother? I've always been just making the assumption she died. Mm -hmm. And now this show says, oh, we don't really die. We can come back later. Now for the rest of the episode, yes, I'm like, when's Pearl coming back? How is this? How is this? But every other second in my head, I'm like, where's Steven's phone? (laughs) Is she in his belly button right now still? And that's like... I just opened all those thoughts. Yeah, of, posing a lot of questions. Yeah, because that's, that's I just assumed the mother died, and in the last moment, she, like, sacrificed her gem, then her body went. That's where I was always in my head. I was like, oh, it's sad. The mom died. Yeah, Probably yeah. in a, a mission or a battle or something. So now I'm like, okay, what's up with the mom? Yeah. And so I'm super fascinated. That adds... Because that's the first episode we start with. So now my brain is in mom mode. That adds to the disappointment of Rose's room. Gotcha. And why, yeah. So what were you expecting out of Rose's room and and why was it disappointing? I was expecting to have more of an emotional connection of Stephen having an alone, quiet moment with his mother's room, which which I was assuming he's never experienced, he never seen. And would maybe give him some insight to who she is and have a very emotional kind of poignant, me and my mom are sharing a thing while some she's Some kind of cathartic here. moment. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's what I was looking for. And instead I got Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, like breaking of reality. Yeah, yeah. Which was kind of fun, kind of super creepy. Frybo's amazingly creepy in that segment. Onion appearance as well. Onion is... Himself. Normal, which was a really funny uh, joke. <laughs> but I just didn't feel a maternal connection with that being her room. I don't know more about her, except I'm getting more of this understanding of she was maybe super crazy ultra powerful is what I got. Because um, we talked about Amethyst's room is messy because that's her personality represented in setting pearls is kind of elegant elegant i can't talk today elegant i don't know what's wrong with me um it's kind of elegant it's kind of you know simple it's pristine it's watery it had the weapons the swords um if i remember correctly garnet might have the like inch we saw was like the lava pit where she was throwing the thing in so it felt again tactile form function serves a purpose brutalist like her kinda, fighting yeah kind of it's stuff, kind yeah. of you know deadly and so the mother's room rose's room other than the color palette has free form and can be anything you want and that to me in my head was like that's a big power like a creation of a universe is in my head a high tier power. So that's what I was getting out of it. That's where my brain went. It's like, oh, maybe she was like super crazy powerful. Yeah. And even Pearl says, oh, what? You envision, you envision the whole city? The, the room isn't powerful mm-hmm. enough for that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it was cracking gotcha. and it had trouble forming people and personalities. Exactly. And things like that. But it was trying and it went there. So I thought that was really interesting, but that's all I got out of that. Yeah, there was no emotional fulfilling moment or something. Yeah, for sure. I I get that for sure. Minus the tiny floating whale, which is super cute. Again, 
his facial expression when he saw the whale. I was like, one, it's super cute, but also that was a funny facial expression that Steven has when he sees the whale. Like the eyes and stuff. Yeah. It's like, that's cute. Yeah. So that stood out a lot to me. Because they do it in, I made a note, they do it in another episode. The faces. I was like, oh yeah, the faces are pretty cute this uh, yeah, Coach Steven has a lot of funny faces, too. Yeah, Coach Steven, I think I noted, it's a very, very much one of those Cartoon Network manic episodes. Yeah. Where it's like really kind of goofy stuff, whatever Amethyst eats. No, 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 that's that was the beach party, which is the one where Amethyst eats the cloud and she's like floating and farting and doing this. Just like really wacky. Is that the lion one? I don't even know. I can't remember. But no, there are, that's but the first. That's the first one because Pearl's not there. Oh, so yeah. So it's the first okay. one. Yeah. Yeah. There's the some sword goofy shit. In, yeah. in these ones, these absolutely. These are silly. Yeah. What did you think about episode seventeen, Lion Two, the movie? I liked it. It was a fun little mission. Because reintroduces Connie. More Connie, more Lion. So I was like, oh, that's cool. But uh, I like the mission of it. I like the world that they went to where it kind of felt like uh, it produces whatever things Steven needs or is thinking of type of thing. Which also kind of ties into Rose's room, right? Exactly. So I thought that was kind of cool. some Rose cannons. Fun um, Zelda boss. Yeah, yeah. Kind of weird. Very Zelda boss. Yeah. Very Zelda. Head kind of thing. Uh, Zelda dungeon style. Mm-hmm. Um, like the lion with the portal like yeah no that was a fun if not super emotional super funny super important episode it was a fun one that one I uh, I did enjoy a lot that was going on in that one and the tennis callback was good I was like that's a good callback that was really really cute that they do it together and it's her front back down of death thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah and lion has this the sword in his head Yes. And Lion's always cute. I like the lion breathing on the glass at the end with like two. Yeah, when they get the tickets. Yeah, two kids and one one lion for a dog copter. And Athea made the joke that the movie sucks and no one was in the theater when they were watching the movie. Wow. It was an empty theater. Brutal. Um, yeah, how do you like that one? I Yeah, I think that one's fun. I think that's probably my favorite out of these five just in terms of you have a good time, mm-hmm. you reintroduce Connie, you have a good theme of like everyone's life is relative. So even though you think someone else's life is very cool, they might think that you're cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the grass is always greener kind of exactly. thing. And it brings in a lot of these little lore things too, I think, of this weird room, uh, some of Lion's abilities, like him mm-hmm. <laughs> literally roaring portals. Yeah, and, which is and cool going through it, Going through water. Uh, or walking on water, I mean. And just some of the funny jokes of, like, Connie wanting the booby to be faithful towards the book. Yeah. Which is the dog helicopter cop, you know, the premise is just so funny to me. But, yeah, I think it's a good setup payoff kind of thing. Maybe that's why I, I enjoy it more that. And it's less kind of manic energy. Simple open close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you have to guess, what do you think my favorite episode was? Mm. Honestly, I want it to be Coach Steven because you think, because you said that you really like Pearl. So that's a big Pearl heavy episode. But it has 
a song in it. <laughs> and so we're going to get to that, get to that. But I would think maybe that. That's just based on the assumption of, of Pearl. My favorite was Beach Party. Oh, okay. All right. The the owner. The little grandma is just so funny, man. The owner's funny. The grandma was hilarious. She's awesome. Every yeah. joke's a fucking home run. Her first joke of the you're going to wake the dead fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. And shaking the fish <laughs> and doing its voice. And... I was like, that's so funny to me. Yeah. I really liked the grandma. I don't know why, but I really enjoyed the volleyball playing in the game and the teamwork and everyone enjoying themselves and the joke of the dad being like if you touch that ball you're grounded <laughs> yeah and it always points. messing her up yeah yeah, yeah the, that one was really funny it was fun and i liked the use of the powers in that one yeah that's a good setup payoff too yeah. of like oh you hit the ball too hard and then it mm-hmm. creates the glass and then that kind of sets up how to defeat the giant puffer fish gem or whatever the fuck yeah. it is yeah that was very a, smart. That was a that was a very fun episode. Again, another kind of open close like the lion one. Yeah, where I felt like yeah, this was just a good solid beginning, middle, end episode. Yeah, I really I do enjoy that one too. If not only for the costume change, I love a costume change mm-hmm. where it's like Steven's like, oh, you're changing to these, and then they introduce yeah. each other just like the intro, funny mm-hmm. self referential thing, and then them changing into to the different costumes for some reason i think that's cool yeah and then the garnet line of like telling the grandma like i'm way older than yeah, you are whatever older it is. than you yeah. yeah and then just to the grandma looking at her and blinking you know some of those funny jokes uh i i, I enjoy that as well but it, that makes total sense because yeah. the, the family dynamic is very funny there and it just does feel kind of like a random mission kind of episode i think the thing i didn't like about coach steven was I didn't like the merge, the what's it called? Yeah, the fusion. The fusion. I didn't like the fusion. Suck it light. Ugh, I didn't like it. Is I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. I think. Do you know who that that person? Suck it light. That fusion is voiced by. I don't, but the I wanted to remember to try and look it up, but I didn't look it up. But it did sound very like that's somebody. Nicki Minaj. That's what I was going to guess. Yeah. I was going to say it sounded like Nikki. Pretty crazy. And I like that they do that for the the fusions that we've seen so far. It's a literally a different voice actor. Yes. It's not just some combination of the two voices or whatever. They don't just base the voice or something. It's Correct. It's a completely third person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is funny to me because I don't... You, I'll just assume you've never heard Nicki Minaj speak. Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. The way she talks versus the way she raps is completely different yeah and that's what was throwing me i was like it kind of sounds like Nicki minaj but, but she she's talks not... so different yeah, yeah. so i was like oh good for you points for Nicki not being an actress not technically having training in this and doing a good job using your voice like an instrument like you get paid millions of dollars to do i exactly. shouldn't be surprised but i was yeah and it's it's an interesting take on fusion. I like the thing that I do like about that episode is it shows us the counterpoint to mm-hmm. fusion, right? Because last time it was a good thing and it was a positive thing. We have Steven singing these cool songs about it, blah, 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 blah. But showing that it could also have negative consequences, I think is, I think is cool. It, Even though I don't really like the episode that much. It, it, it brought two things into my head that I'm establishing or thinking, oh, this is the lore of the show. 
was what personalities are being fused. Not just the person, but which of their personalities. I think that's the interesting interesting thing about the Opal one is I think it works because Pearl can still run rank and keep Amethyst in check. This one doesn't work because I think Amethyst's energy is more the leading personality trait and then maybe more of Garnet's power. Mm -hmm. And it also adds that lore idea of it's not good if you stay in this form for too long. Yeah, yeah. Because it is technically a third entity. Yeah. So that fusion, you can lose both of yourselves within it. I was like, that's a really interesting thing to think about is how do these match up and tie up and what parts of who is on top or bottom running this type of third creature. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought that stuff was interesting. I like the weapon. The weapon was pretty cool. Yeah, the giant fist. Yeah. Thing. Hate the eyes. The eyes were gross. Mm-hmm. I hated that. And there is a detail in their fusion that I won't point out. Mm-hmm. But I will say plays a big role uh in the future in the physical like moment they're fusing correct. or okay because i was gonna say if it's something like that I, I missed it yeah yeah okay interesting correct yeah there's a little detail that hints towards something that becomes a big story interesting line. is it the well because i was gonna say and also establishing that it's not twice it's a pattern they dance to do the fusion. So that is something my brain picked up on is the first time was a whole whole like plot point of like we're out of sync. We can't fuse because the way you dance, the way I dance is so different. We have the mesh. And this one, the dance was quicker and easier for them to get in sync. Yeah, they're sync. both kind of funky and they and got it's, into yeah, it. It's more rhythmic yeah, for yeah. both of them. So I thought that was interesting. But now my brain goes, okay, that's how to fuse is you got to dance. Yeah, finding some kind of rhythm with each yes. other, it seems like it. Ooh, interesting. So, what do you think about Pearl's very Broadway-esque song, Strong in the Real Way? Which I would play, but I don't like, so I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I get it. I like the, uh, I like the line. Yes, I like the sentiment. Using it, the sentiment, yeah. and I like her being like strong. He's like, no, but I want to be strong in the real way. It was a funny line and then to use it for the song and of course they're doing that theater thing of essentially like maybe and i might be using the terms wrong because i don't care but like them using the refrain but in a different way so like him saying strong in the real way she says the exact same thing but it has a different meaning depending on who's saying it yes i get it yes you're clever yes you studied Trust me, it was not lost on me. I didn't enjoy it. I mean, musicals, yeah, they're it's, not supposed to be subtle. They're it's just, not, they're not for subtle. me. And, yeah, yeah. But I get the mechanics of it. I get how that works. I understand what you're doing. That doesn't mean I like it. It means that at the most I can respect. Like, that's not easy to do. It's some clever wordplay and poetry you got to understand. But I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. Like, I wasn't upset. I saw it coming. I rolled my eyes. You don't sound upset at all. I know. I think I'm more upset over the, like... See, that's that's the whole thing. Broadway songs and whatever this style, 
They're not trying to be clever. That's what you're assuming. I right? feel like you feel it like is. you're being talked down. Yes. No, 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 no. It's, no, you're it's a trope. right. I'm agreeing. I do feel that. Yeah, but they're not talking down to you. It's 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 part of the oeuvre. It's part this of this is how you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always it's, feel those kind of clever things are are supposed to be just fun for the genre. Yeah. They're not like, hey guys, guess what? We're using it twice. It's just I it's feel just part the of the winking yeah. of it of like, yeah, yeah. look at what I did, and it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I, I do like that when Steven starts seeing it, like guitar comes in, yes. and, you know, and they make it yeah, a little the, more montage. The music switches and it is fun. And whenever the song ends, <laughs> Steven's telling his dad and his friends like, oh, great job. And all this stuff. They're like, mm-hmm. Steven, you should, you might want to work out. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. what's his name says, yeah, you've just been singing some dumb song this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like he actually makes fun of it, Lars. Yeah. Uh, so I do like that they kind of address that, but yeah, I I'm kind of with you. It's I know what it's intended to be. It's literally like the the solo, you know, mm-hmm. of like I'm gonna show my emotions and and Pearl very much likes dancing and those kind of emotive things. And again, and she's very uptight. So this is how she's getting it out, yes. right? It's a very musical thing, but yeah, I don't I've, like the song. I've I've heard it. I know you're <laughs> supposed to sing the things you can't say. Correct. Yes, I get it. And Pearl did that. Correct. So it functions the way it should function. You just don't like it. I just didn't like it. And yeah. you know what I really didn't like about this episode is you get me to a high of liking Pearl getting beat and like almost giving up. Yeah. And Steven coaching her and believing in her. And then like it wasn't a satisfying win. She just does the like, oh yeah, and then she does it, and she throws the thing, and then she's like, oh okay, I did it. I was like, I don't know, it didn't feel, I didn't get that relief that I should, or the release gotcha. that I should. It felt a little like you guys got to end it, so you ended it. Interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted something it a little hit bit as hard as it should have. I wanted something more, and I wanted a little bit more of an epic, like no pearl can. Because she's awesome. And it just felt like, well, it happened. She she did beat him. She did defeat him. She did use some intelligence to it. It wasn't just brute strength, because that's not what she does. So they kept it with character. But yeah, again, again, with the song and with that action beat, it all functions. It all works. And I see what you connected. It just wasn't satisfying. Yeah, because they, they bring it back to Coach Stephen. They make mm-hmm. it about Stephen coaching her. Yeah. Which is like, well, what are we getting out of Stephen being a coach? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's also the second episode, I think the last bit we watched, last uh, episode of the podcast, those five, one of them where I was like, oof, you guys just ended it. Mm. Like, it just ends. And it felt really jarring. Like, it was like a star, like... To, to a bunch of different circle people, Circle, right? and it was like, oh, uh, now it's over, the end, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, ooh, I didn't, no, I didn't like that. Gotcha. It was yeah, a yeah. weird way to end the episode, which they do every once in a while. Like we've been talking about, when they're best, you don't feel that they're 11 minutes. They feel longer. And when they're worst, you go, yeah, that felt like 11 minutes. Yeah. I felt like you didn't have an end to. Real quick tangent, because I'm talking about um, working within the confines of a short 
thing and when it works really well it's just perfect and when it's bad it feels like you just wrote 11 minutes worth and then cut the ends off yeah yeah i forgot who did it it used to be this online thing where different people were doing like a six second or an eight second short tiktok it was a like almost like a short film, but it was supposed to be within a certain time frame. Very, very short. Patton Oswald did one. Okay. It was him on a mountain dressed as an evil wizard. And he's shooting <laughs> lightning down at the world. He's like, I'll destroy you. Ah! It was that for like three seconds. And then it cuts to him in a wheelchair drooling. <laughs> And his hands just doing finger motions. Oh, no. The nurse comes over and goes, oh, he's dreaming of walking. And that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Vine or something? No, it was like a full production. Like it was, that's what I'm saying. It's like what a short film. Fuck? Like it had a, st- it was like, you know, it was produced. But just the idea of like in his head, he's killing everybody <laughs> as a powerful wizard. That's and great. the lady's like, oh, he's he thinks walking. he's walking because he's just doing this. Like, drool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it was that. so funny. That's but like, awesome. that's like getting it out. And it felt like it ends the exact moment it needs to. You used your time perfectly. No notes. Yeah. Nothing to add to it. Ten seconds longer would have ruined it. Yeah. You know? And so uh, when these episodes are at their best, that's exactly how they feel. To me. They just feel perfect in yes. terms of the length. Yeah. Because they're, yeah. And I, I wonder how much this is just going to pertain to this season since the other seasons are shorter. The yeah, episodes are the same length, but the season's shorter. So correct. I'm assuming you got to get more packed in there. You can't really have a fluff episode. Exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm this is 50 episodes. Curious to see. Me too. Because I don't remember that much. Yeah, no, me too. I'm very interested in that. So let me check in with you mm-hmm. on, we already discussed Onion. It's funny that he's yeah, in this it's, horror it's a great episode. Everyone's acting weird, and that's how he knows something's off. He meets Onion. He's the exact same, which is weird. Exactly. That's a really good joke. And before I ask you the other things... It's I I don't remember there being this many kind of just straight up horror episodes. We've had about mm. one horror episode per five mm-hmm. episode chunk, which I was like, holy shit! Yeah, oddly Cronenbergy, creepy, yeah. mental fuckery. Yeah, just I, I'm curious to see if it continues to be that way because I do remember these unsettling episodes, but I just don't remember there being so many of them. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about Greg after these episodes? And we can check in on Pearl again, your favorite of the Crystal Gems. You know what? Honestly, I'm having trouble remembering Greg other than in the Coach Steven. Was he in another episode? Am I forgetting? He just cameos in the in the Rose's room as, you know, like you think that he's oh, out, but yeah. he's really not. As of right now, they're not doing anything with him that's interesting to me. So I think it's just all the things that are in my head. That I'm like, there's something here. There's got to be something here. So, but so okay, far, yeah, yeah. he's just really nice when he shows up. He's supportive of Steven. And he's a good guy. And what about what do you think about his interactions with the gems? Because he has a particular curt one with Pearl and Coach Steven. I don't know if that stuck out to me. I might have missed yeah, that. Yeah, he's like weightlifting. He's like, hey, come to check out the gun show or something like that. And Pearl just looks at him and goes, no. Oh, I think away. I wrote that down, but I thought that was... Uh, I wrote it down as I thought that was 
funny when, uh, yeah, she says no to checking out the studs. Studs, that's what it is, yeah. not the guns, correct. Yeah, because I thought Stephen was like, oh, you come here, check out the studs, and just the deadpan, like, no. Yeah, I thought it's it Greg. was Okay, I thought it was a funny line. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they also do similar uh, jokes like that in the beach party, where it's just like the, like, the earth human of it all. They're just like, they can't connect to it. Yeah, I th- those jokes to me are funny. I enjoy those gotcha, jokes, gotcha, gotcha. but I don't uh, anything of Greg and their relation with the gem people um, doesn't really stand out. I know he's kind of scared of the magic. When the magic stuff starts happening, he's like, "Oh, maybe I gotta get out of here." So I'm keeping track of that. But again, like this episode or this chunk of episodes. Uh, Greg's kind of falling to the back. Yeah. I don't think they've used him in a big, bad way. I think I'm waiting for something big, gotcha. and it's just not there yet. Cool, cool. And Pearl, I really like. I like that she died. I like that she was going to teach the sword fighting. Uh, her ego of it all is annoying in a good way. Like, it it, it works, and I still like it. Uh, like I said, just the animation of how like prim and proper she is to have her hair messed up made me go, this is serious. This is bad news. I love them doing that. And trying Using to calm that. Steven down. Oh, everything's oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And um, Such a great way to start an episode. Like end, yeah. the, end the first act of an episode. Really good. Yeah, Coach Steven. I liked all of her stuff. I did enjoy watching her feel defeated. Again, it felt like stakes also because I root for her more than the other gems. So like all of that stuff I uh, I liked. You know what the one thing I didn't like? And you referenced it. I didn't like her costume change. She was oh. wearing like a nightgown like to yeah. sleep in. It's like you should be wearing like beach attire like they are. Yeah. It fell off and that kind of bummed me out. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Getting a little defensive of her A little her bit, costume. yeah. I'm like, no. Make Pearl pretty. Give her cool stuff. Don't shortchange <laughs> my pearl. Or princess pearl, yeah. 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 That's fair. That's fair. Oh, yeah. She's got Rosalina vibes. The hair color. The, oh, her yeah. color palette. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. I bet you that's intentional. Maybe. Yeah, they're big on video games. They have the golf mini game in this one. Very funny. A lot uh, of funny jokes <laughs> in that thing of like, that's how you would play a golf a mini golf game. is like Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I yeah. love that. So funny. And the secret ending was uh, <laughs> anticlimactic, which is a pretty funny meta video game reference of it's never worth it exactly and just the all the tv stuff all the video game stuff is always funny the lonely blade 4 and lonely blade 5 stuff yeah like i i really enjoyed that stuff well, and, yeah that and was a lot of fun. the sword fighter and just the movie mirroring what's happening in the scene where it's raining and it's mm-hmm. all about the swords and then you know the the virtual pearl training bot like that, that stuff is just maybe the me. most I've related to this show so far is him finally getting that hidden ending <laughs> and them talking over it and him not knowing how to be like, guys, I know this means literally nothing, yeah, but I, I can't pause it. Like, I need to have just this moment, exactly. And yeah. them wanting to connect to him <laughs> because they know that they haven't been around, and it's like this really cool wacky artifact that like yeah. does this crazy shit which but any like... <laughs> other day he probably would love yeah yeah but like him being like i literally <sighs> played this for yeah, the he's whole like, day I need this yeah yeah and i love the montage of him playing all day long and all night with the different poses in the bed and on yeah. the floor and stuff 
I love that. And it's funny. It's something, of course, I want to talk to you about. And it's been that obsession for me is like those Souls games like Elden Ring. There is no pause because it's online. So it's if you go to the menu, the game is still active. Yeah. You can't pause cutscenes. You can't pause the game. And being a 34 year old man with a fiance, that's a hard thing to explain to somebody going can you wait yeah yeah. your thing that's actual real world adult stuff i'm playing my video game and i can't pause my video game so i'll miss this moment that's one of those where it's like i'll just watch it on youtube i gotta eat this moment because you feel so pathetic trying to explain like no i gotta, I gotta do my video game thing i can't pause it. i've been playing this for 180 hours i yeah. need to see the ending of this exactly yeah yeah random stuff yeah i was gonna say i want to yeah i want to keep track of two things that i think i keep trying to talk about as best i can absolutely love the music when pearl comes back to life yeah yeah some of my favorite music very gentle keyboard midi piano very soft i loved it yeah very elegant just to reflect the character Super awesome. And then animation-wise, uh, yeah, and also in that episode, maybe Steven the Swordfighter is one of my more liked episodes too, was um, the This Is Her Favorite Tree with the soft tan background and this really kind of beautiful cherry blossom-looking tree on the hill. Yeah, It's like, this looks really nice. I like looking at this visually. Yeah, very painterly, and they kind of zoom in on it to kind of show the textures. Yeah. And yeah, from the film, the filmmaking of that episode is pretty interesting, actually. I noticed so many low-angle shots from Steven's perspective yes. in that. And I mean, they're shooting it like a horror movie. Again, another horror-tinged episode. Mm-hmm. And there are so many low angles where in that kind of third act fight where he's fighting the bot before Pearl comes back, it's all these kind of single point perspectives or exaggerated angles of of him looking how up. small he yeah, is compared correct. to her. Yeah, yeah, which and it worked. The show hasn't really done yet. Yeah, so far. and it was also with the tree scene that I like that form function of like they're making this look really pretty because it sucks that the the robot destroyed it and cut it in half. And it was like, oh. Yeah, exactly. It. So yeah. It, it, it really worked. It was effective, as yeah. they say. Yeah, it, it is a good episode, I think. And and yeah, there's the funny line that I really like, or there's two funny lines at the end of that episode that I really like is when after Steven defeats the robots and the gems get back, uh, he says, sometimes you just have to accept things as they are. Then Pearl is resurrected and he goes, never mind, Pearl's back. Yeah. That's hilarious to me and just so so uh spot on mm-hmm. for a kid and then when pearl asks what they've been doing amethyst who's still in like her weird cloud form says i got hit by an airplane yeah <laughs> like, i liked random. all the balloon weird amethyst stuff um yeah. she still bugs me every once in a while but she is uh almost always pretty funny for me like, yeah. I'm I'm liking what she does almost all the time, even though personality wise I'm not like me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, let me see, because I already said a lot of my. I I like the giant penny reference in Lion to the movie when they're like in that little chamber. And it's yeah, all the cool stuff, and it's just the giant penny, which is 
it's a it's a it's a Batman Batcave reference in the comics, yeah, like in some especially mm-hmm. the classic comics. He he just has a giant penny. I don't know from what Golden Age or Silver Age That's issue funny. it is, but and in this they do the back of a penny, but in Batman, it's usually the front that you see, but that's a Batman reference. That's funny, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that because I'm not a nerd. <laughs> Just the yawning yeah. at the same time is, <laughs> this makes that amazing. <laughs> and there's every once in a while, there is just like a small, hilarious joke that just comes and goes really quickly. That's very clever. And in Beach Party, they're mm-hmm. fighting the giant pufferfish gem yeah. or whatever in the beginning and they're failing at it and someone tells amethyst to duck and she says yes. where and then, and then she makes the and then she when she ducks she makes a, yeah, a duck she noise makes the duck noise it was funny it's just super quick throwaway gag that happens in half a second yeah and i'm just like ah, that's that's really clever i also like the weird kind of weird awkward joke of when the fusion's happening and they're dancing because it's more rhythmic and it's more you know drum heavy so yeah, the yeah. dancing's maybe a little different and suggestive that pearl covers steven's eyes yeah <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny because yeah. they do show like, oh, garnet dancing a lot and like she's drawn with hips yeah and I was just like, oh, this is different. And then she covers his eyes. I was like, that's really funny to me because he's still just a little kid. Absolutely. And I like Stephen complaining about life not being fair in the Rose's Room episode. And one of the reasons he lists is he, he can't stop going to the bathroom because he ate all that cream corn. Yes. <laughs> Something he just did to himself. Yeah. You know, he tried to be selfless to, to get the coupon or whatever the fuck he was getting on all the cans. But it, that just is hilarious to me. Uh, speaking of video games, I love that the he's playing a Nintendo 64. Yeah. It's great. And uh, this is a weird thing for me to say because technically I didn't play any of the heavy 64 games. Yeah. You didn't have one, right? I, I had one. Oh. I didn't play Zelda. Oh, yeah. You just had like Madden or Blitz or something. I right? had random stuff like that. I Of course, Goldeneye, yeah, yeah. Smash Brothers. That but like sense. I didn't have Zelda. Never. I still, to this day, have never played Mario 64. Not wow. an inch of it. But like I still in my head, I'm like, that's maybe the best console. Weirdest controller of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a really good console. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Really solid. Yeah. It had a great run. Yeah, and I think I mean it's every console has classic games, obviously. Yeah. Like Especially Nintendo. Games. I mean Nintendo's maybe the one that like But yeah, in terms of doing. like I mean revolutionizing stuff, yeah. Super Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, Goldeneye. Like that even just yeah. that those just five. That. The... Yeah, I get it. We didn't get Final Fantasy like Sony had. Yeah, but that's all you guys really were or running Tekken on or something. But those five, the the modern video game landscape would be completely different without those five. Yes, I mean that's just like it's crazy. You yeah, know, how solid that that console is. I love it. I love yeah. mine. I still have it. Yeah, I was thinking about that a lot. I was like, ah, it's the weirdest controller ever. Yeah. But a really, really good console. Maybe my favorite Nintendo console. Yeah, it's... I didn't have Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. I mean, Jeff had one that I played with. But yeah, most of my gaming nostalgia 
where I live in my head is my Nintendo 64. Yeah. Yeah. Love it so much. Speaking of that, I do really, or I was really amused by the line of in Coach Steven when they're outside that communication hub or whatever they say that they have to destroy when they need to fuse. And Steven says, it's hurting television. I'll save you television. Yeah. He starts punching the building. And I just, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, that was um, another thing that I mentally was like, okay, this is interesting. This was like a hub for all the gem people's and now it's bad. That was yeah. kind of interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Just adding more to that. We just glossed over it, but that was very interesting. That like, there's a ton. This used to be an important place, is yeah. what it sounded like, and now it's like shitty and bad. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this was once a communication hub for gem kind, is the yeah. line. And I like that after they get back, and Steven's wanting to get in shape and do all these things, like in kind of mirroring Sugalite whatever mm-hmm. the however you say that gem he's wearing glasses that are shaped like hers like the fusions oh yeah. okay yeah coach steven mm-hmm. with his uh coach taylor glasses yeah but they're the they're the shape like exactly like sigalites are yeah so yeah they're fine episodes again 50 50 just it, like eh, some good some bad really eh. not anything that's Nothing stand out. Really upsetting me, but yeah, this is the first time where I felt like the show let me down, where I had an expectation of Rose's room, and I was like, oh, we're going to get something, and I wanted a specific something that it didn't give me, and so I felt a little let down with that episode. Next week, don't read the episode titles before you watch them. Okay. Just watch them. Okay. And just do, because ep- what I've been doing- Yeah, I'll do is the I've numbers. Been, I'll do episode- 16 mm-hmm. and then i'll type my notes then do episode 17 and then i'll go in later and put in the episode titles for okay this i'll do that i'll stop paying attention because yeah you, you you'll set yourself up for failure especially if you're continuing to to com- uh compare it to other shows yeah but which it happens naturally that's yeah, it's <clears> perfectly fine but. but yeah i think the setup of the open and the gem and the living it got me thinking mom and then the ones about the mom room i was like oh man yeah. So yeah, I think I think that kind of soured me a little bit on these, but yeah, now that probably the closest I've gotten to just not caring too much about these episodes. I also don't remember laughing too much, except I think I laughed at everything the grandma said yeah. and did. I love the grandma for the beach party. Yeah, her line of like, "Oh, girls, I think I hear all of our cell phones." Ringing. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, very fun. So yeah, I like that. So let's end it on this hot take. Do it, baby. And I don't think it's a hot take. But Kira's cousin Alex just got me Elden Ring today for Christmas. Because I got him Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. And I texted you this. Uh, The opening of Elden Ring is a little obtuse. And I don't like it. And all the lore and the dramatic thing of like, oh, the Elden Ring in the beginning all shit. No. No, thank you. But I know it's fu- it's already fun so far, but it is so fucking overwhelming. So, but uh, I know it takes time to crack. Well, I was gonna it. say one, from what I've understood of the community of fans that love these, is almost everybody likes that opening intro, 
but they kind of like it because it's funny. Like, that's a big yeah. joke of, like, he went hard. Yeah, like, really... Loathsome dung eater. He, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. with his whole chest said that. And so a lot of people are like, that's kind of funny how hard that went for something that's... Yeah, but... Shouldn't like, have been that hard. So... I already get obtuse bullshit that's supposed to be funny that the fans think is funny. Mm-hmm. I got enough of that from fucking... Kojima's Death Stranding. I got enough of that. I That's don't... a guy I don't get. Never played an inch of his games. Supposedly he's a genius. And That's people say that about Miyazaki. Miyazaki. And I get the connection. Um, I maybe need to go back and think about this more. But when you told me, I'm already not liking. Because I was literally going to use the word obtuse with you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you were saying, ah, I'm already not liking that. In my head, I was like, honestly... Elden Ring's intro feels almost, almost exactly like Breath of the Wild's intro. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You come out a cave, yeah. and it literally just has the camera go, that big thing in the the, the yeah. background. Go there. You're going there. Yeah, yeah. Everything else that's happening, you can choose on what you give a shit about. But technically, we're saying go there. It's open world. You go left, right, behind. Yeah. But you're going there. Correct. We'll fill it in as we go. Which clearly Miyazaki was heavily inspired by Breath of the Wild to make this game. He had obviously. To be. His first intro so into yeah. open world. Um, there's no other game that I would say this game relates to on how it does open world. It has nothing in common with Red Dead, has nothing in common with Horizon, has nothing in common with any other open world game except Breath of the Wild, which Breath of the Wild does not explain to you how the wind in the air works and you can do fire and make yeah, currents yeah. and it doesn't explain to you. You can burn things and it just lets you discover that stuff. Yeah. And everybody loved that exploration and that like creative sandbox playfulness because most open worlds don't give you that. Correct. Most are go to the next cutscene story beat. And it's based on you're going from town to town to town. Yeah. Zelda didn't have, Breath of the Wild didn't have that. And I think that's why everyone says it was so revolutionary. Is like You could do it in whatever order you wanted and to. And you're going to come across a dragon floating in the sky with beautiful music just by happenstance. And it won't be explained to you till much later what that is and why that is and stuff. Yeah. But like discovering that for the first time ever is something you might pause the game and go, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's something that's hard to come by in open world games. Breath of the Wild did it. Elden Ring does that too. Yeah, correct. So I would say the quickest thing I can say about Elden Ring is keep in your head Breath of the Wild and delete any other open world game. Yeah, and honestly, like I'm totally down for that comparison, and I already had been hearing that since it's come out. The only thing that is overwhelming, the discovery aspect, I don't give a shit. I just I love roaming around, picking yeah. up mushrooms and doing all this little shit. It's the menu system. It's the inventory system. It, it It's all the stats. All yes. that shit is so overwhelming. Yes. You don't know what any of it does. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I'm finding obtuse. Where with Breath of the Wild, you pick up a stick, you know it's a stick. Yeah. And, and you get, you know, like... And the menu Circle is, for stamina, like, yes. It's very, it's it's Nintendo's simplicity that Nintendo is known for and is 
the best at. And uh, we can take this off because maybe two other people care about this, but I definitely yeah, want to keep talking guys. about this. This game is... I have the feeling, now that I've played almost all the games they've ever made, that it yeah, is... minus Bloodborne, right? You gotta play which Bloodborne. I'm barely starting now. Oh, cool. But um, he purposely builds these games to have this setup mm-hmm. because this is how he's creating a community it's not required but it is almost so strongly encouraged that you play this game one online so you're reading people's messages they put and two with a wiki he's putting things in there that you would not he's purposely letting you know you're not going to figure this out on your own i want you to go and get somebody else to help that community grow and you guys get a connectiveness of like, I found this out, let me share this with you. Yeah. So it's purposely the stats, how the weapons work, how you get your certain things that are like specific, like how you get your horse. Yeah. He purposely sets it up like that, but I think that is how Which he I got the horse, builds yeah. a community with. Which that's, that's fair. And it's again, just so unique. I, I just... I just have the Death Stranding PTSD, especially yeah. with the online stuff too. You could leave online messages and mm-hmm. stuff in Death Stranding. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. I just gotta. I, I I'm definitely gonna play it. I gotta beat God of War Ragnarok first. Yeah, but just just as the general impressions of just getting into it, um, I may restart and do a different class than Samurai. But we'll see. Yeah, we can keep talking about but, uh, that. But we'll, we'll check in later. Yeah. We don't need to bore people. I love Elden Ring. I beat it, I think, 180 hours. And before you got this and told me today, I was in my head being like, I kind of want to replay it. The Let's Play show that I watch, the guys used to work for IGN, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. RKG, they're prepping right now to start their Elden Ring run, which nice. will come out in the spring. And I'm getting like really excited for that. Nice. So I was like, maybe I should play again. So it's been in my head a lot. Yeah, and I wasn't planning on playing this until next fall. Yeah. Because there are a bunch of games coming out. So I don't know if I'll sit on it or, or what because, yeah, I'm in the middle of a bunch of stuff. And so much stuff is coming out in the spring, including Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, so. I, yeah dude, there's a lot coming out. Honestly, if like I can make a suggestion, finish God of War, do whatever you're doing, and can me and you... Like, can I be with you while you play, like, the first little bits? Oh, I don't care, sure. I want to, like, be there and kind of, like... Yeah, you can come over, we can play. Yeah, I sure. would really like that. I love this game so much. Yeah, yeah. I love all their games, most of all their games. And I'm not a... I'm a... I, I'm better now that I'm in my 30s, but I couldn't play a game like that in my 20s. I'd, I'd get too mad when I would yeah, die a bunch. The patience of yeah. difficult games is... It's hard for me. It's why... That's why I have to be God of War first, because I was like, dude, I, you can... Yeah. The, the combat system in Ragnarok is very good, so it's not just button mashing, but it's more button mashing than, it's, <laughs> than Elden Ring. It's easier to get lucky in God of War yeah. if you're decent with your timing. But yeah, it's uh, it, that's why I'm having trouble with Bloodborne, is because it's such a different combat system, mm. and it's literally the opposite of how I play all the other games. I'm shield-reliant. Oh, There's gotcha. no shield. I'm not doing good. It makes me not want to play the it's game all at all. It's all about... It's parries really and dodge. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's just, it's a completely different play style and I'm having trouble with it because I'm not good at, like, these are my favorite games, honestly. Like, yeah. this to me is my Zelda like it is for you. Wow. Even though I'm new to this world and I nice. haven't even beat all these games. 
I love them so much, yeah, yeah. but I'm not good at any of them. I'm really that's good, bad though, at cause these it's games. Ch- then you'll enjoy the challenge. Yeah. You know? That's good. So, yeah. Drives you to play them. Sweet. Well, yeah. Uh, apologies for the what this podcast has become. Typically, <laughs> like, let's review a movie, then let's talk about a video game, and then let's talk about Steven Universe. I know as the, c- the series progresses, we're going to even get more in-depth than we have been. Yeah. I think. I mean, this is just a unique show. It's 10 minutes fucking long. And it's intended for younger audience. Yeah. But there is so much here. And those moments that you want, I think as we progress, you will feel more satisfied as it goes. But we are still in this first season. And like I said, first seasons are rough in TV shows. They just yeah. are. You and know, so. I think I've already said this before. Uh, the two things I wanted to say about the show to kind of close out is like, I know nothing of the show except that people kind of champion the show as eventually they do a really good job discussing identity sexual identity or otherwise like this is kind of one of those shows that people are like look at what they did with you know sexuality and stuff so i only know that about the show that eventually we're gonna get there and they nail it pretty awesome somehow but from the first episode i was like yeah these guys know the characters they know what they're doing maybe they just don't know how they want to do it in what horror comedy silly for kids dramatic fun action we're still feeling all of that out but I feel like I'm in good hands. So when I come across an episode that wasn't that good, I'm still like, I have 50 of these for this season. I didn't get my mom catharsis seen this episode. Yeah, yeah. There's no way in hell that I'm like, oh, they're not going to do it. They dropped the ball. It's they didn't want to do it right now. They know when they're going to do it. They yeah. have it mapped out. And they're going to hit me on my ass when they choose to do so. Yeah. They didn't want to. It was on purpose that I didn't get it yet. And that's how I feel when, even when I get disappointed, I'm like, but it's on purpose. Yeah. And they're in control of this. They didn't drop any balls. It's just, it didn't hit for me when I wanted it to, how I wanted it to. Yeah. And there are things coming. That's that's what I can say. And just like, I'm sure you were in the same position with Friday Night Lights of like, oh, you know what happens at the end of each season. And like some of these, the way that the, yeah. TV shows try to mix up yeah. the status quo. I still want to go back and have season one discussion about Tim Riggins now that we saw the entire end. Is like there's things I want to discuss with that that we couldn't talk about season one because I was like, it's a one season. You can't give everyone everything. I can't get my mom's stuff in episode oh, eighteen sorry. of fifty. I immediately. <laughs> switch gears <laughs> i wanted i legitimately wanted to keep going and i was like yeah i get it all right no no no, no, no take it back I'm just to being Steven. but no but to mirror everything yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to say about friday night lights is i can't expect to get it for episode 19 there's 50 of them mm-hmm. i can't get all my mom stuff 19 because what are they gonna do in 48 yeah yeah what's gonna be 46 you know the last five of this season the last hour it's gotta be big you know, it's got to be in my head. It's, yeah, it's the end of the season. That's, it's the end yeah, of the season. In yeah. these short episodes, that last five, maybe last 10 is going to be epic, big, maybe not action, but something poignancy, catharsis, emotion, revelations. So, yeah, they can't do it right now. Yeah. And I get that. 
but yeah, this is just the first five where I was just like, meh, take it or leave it. And I'm I'm right there with you, yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited, still looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for the putting up with the tangents. I mean, if you're still listening at this point, you're used to it. So Yeah. And Kira says she likes the rambly introductions, and she's one of our only probably consistent listeners so whatever we got we got to play to the crowd yeah i am trying to switch it up i don't want to just come in every episode going i'm okay i do want to die welcome it (laughs) while also being actively afraid of it and then saying 10 different times going but i'm fine but i'm okay (laughs) but i'm okay i'm just like yeah i want to change it up a little bit i don't want to be a broken record it'll evolve yeah if you've been listening this far you know who i am you know how i feel yeah, and then we'll see after episode 100 once he gets into therapy. We'll, we'll see if there's a market difference. Exactly. Between episode 100 and 200 or something. You know? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week with episodes 21 through 25 or something like that. I don't even fucking know. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yep, 21 through 25. New year, new age. 35 years old. We will both be 35. We're going to go get some brunch this weekend and uh so i'm sure we'll we'll talk about that next week yeah it'll be fun we're gonna go eat i'm gonna teach you how to kiss it's gonna be a good time happy birthday to me i love you i love you too <laughs>